This is a 980 CKNW podcast. And I am here with my guest host, Carmen, guest host. I keep saying guest host, like like I smoked something tonight. Guest host, Carmen Cruz. And we are talking about cannabis and and the relationship to all of these subjects that we're going to be covering shortly. Your, Your waistline, your sex life. Um, and you know we have some breaking news for you. So, so about cannabis. So do stay with us. Um, we're also going to talk about if you maybe you're a stoner and maybe you know she didn't like somebody who smoked pot mm-hmm. and um, just didn't like how slow you were talking to her um, before you ever got down to anything. And so we're going to be talking about um, five ways sex pressure from men kills female sexual desire. Um, but, you know, we were talking earlier, I also have Anne in the studio, Anne, whose name has been changed to protect the guilty, is here in the studio. And she, <laughs> <Contraband>. <laughs> she, she's not Anne, anyway. <laughs> but she's here in the studio with me, and you know what? Move out of the way. She told us about an oil that, uh, you know... Brings you to climax yeah. a whole lot faster, a huh? A lube. And I was literally like, tell me what it is. And I'm like going to be pushing women and children out of my way to go buy it because apparently it intensifies your orgasm. But we, exactly. So we were Googling, right? Yeah. And it, it says... Um, this is the breaking news and Carmen Cruz is going to deliver the breaking news. Go for first it. First of all, the product is not available. It should be available soon. It was paused... Uh, for service because they're preparing for legalization. So, excuse me, Miss Anne, did you purchase this before legalization? And do you have any Apparently left? So, and you, no, you can't outrageous. have it. <laughs> outrageous. I have um, no problem. I saw Bradley Cooper last night. I am good for the week. <laughs> I, 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 apparently we did. Yeah. yeah. So I hope yeah, you bought yeah. a carton no. of it. What was your husband Sadly, thinking? No. <laughs> Well, we were just trying to see if it worked because yeah. I was I was ready to try anything because nothing had worked. And, you know, I'm not a... What were some of the things you tried? Because this is well, a huge issue. It, it affects about 70 to 80 percent of women Yeah, and uh, at different times of their life. So what were some yeah. of the things you tried, Anne? Well, like the I said... The legal things. Legal. <laughs> a variety. Uh, really, uh, you know, we... Uh, lived in California for for quite a bit, so there are plenty of you know very sex positive shops there you can go to, especially women centered. So every type of lube you can think of, right? Astroglide, you know what? There are other ones I can't think of the names right now. You no, know, Anne, I hate to burst your bubble. What? Um, you know, <laughs> I really feel like um, I, I feel like Debbie Downer. Okay, I feel like I am like really you know just taking the wind out of everyone's sails tonight. Yeah. But I am in this field. I am a vagina whisperer, basically. <laughs> I have a clinical practice. The visual I get when you say vagina whisper, it just... Listen, and, um, you know, the lubricant, and this is for all of you guys out there, and ladies too, uh, the lubricant is uh, during sex. And so it'll help during sex, but doesn't actually help the other times. And, you know, vaginal dryness is not limited to women who... um, are sexually active. You know, mm-hmm. women who are not sexually active can also experience vaginal dryness, thinning of tissues, postcoital bleeding, thin watery discharge, burning, mm-hmm. um, you know, with urination and recurrent urinary tract infections. So there's lots of symptoms that go along mm-hmm. and you don't. And oftentimes when I ask that question, do you have vaginal dryness to a woman who I practice, she'll say, I'm not, I'm, I don't have sex. And I'm like, um, okay, well, that doesn't mean anything. So it's, the lubricant is for during sex to maybe increase the play, have a little bit more fun. That was one thing, uh, 
Ellen, I'm just going off here on a tangent. Ellen mm-hmm. said the other night that we lose our sense of play as we as we grow up yeah. into adults, right? You know, which is too bad. I haven't. You haven't. <laughs> you haven't either. And obviously, <laughs> she's joined us in the studio. But so lubricants aren't going to work. But a personal moisturizer will. And your mm. little cannabis oil, your little illegal cannabis oil is. <laughs> Now legal. Now, now legal. Oh, yeah, now but legal, the, but the not available. Is contraband. True. Yes. Yes. Now legal, but not available. Yes. Right. But you know, it's um, yeah, it's better for your vaginal tissues. Yeah. So it is going to, you know, that's that's the good thing. But yeah. The lubricant wasn't going to work anyway. Right. But the personal moisturizer, so the right, cannabis right. oil, whether it's the oil, the cannabis, I don't know, because, right. you know, Debbie Downer here wants a study. Yeah. And, um, Fair enough. You know, because, yeah. you know, we, we can look back to other medications that have come out and, you know, with o- overpromised mm-hmm. and, you know, thalidomide in the, in the 60s was mm-hmm. a, a drug that was promised for, I believe it was mis- to prevent miscarriages and a lot of babies were born without arms and legs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really important that we study these things. That's all I want, just to protect everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just like Mother Earth here. <laughs> I just want everyone to be safe and happy and good. Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. Honestly, and like I'm really interested mm-hmm. in in this lube you're talking about, but at the same time, I'm reading. Okay, it has 420 milligrams of THC. As someone who's super sensitive to THC, because I right. just get crazy paranoid and like, is this right for me? Mm-hmm. Is this too much for me? There's so much I, I don't know about it. So much I would love to learn about it. And we need to go, you know, from the bench to the airwaves to mm-hmm. disseminate this information mm-hmm, once mm-hmm. we have researched it. But let's get back to um, the the something else that happens. And does this happen when you... <laughs> Sorry, no dead air on radio. When you use your vaginal oil, your vaginal cannabis oil, do you get the munchies? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm thinking of this oil now is like gold. I'm going to use it sparingly. Only... What are the... What, like, How much Only special have? occasions, right? <laughs> yeah. Christmas and New Year's. No. Um, hey, man, oil uh, expires. And not even his That's the day <laughs> exactly. that every guy gets, you know what? No, okay. I don't get the munchies, but as I said before, I do get a headache the next day. Oh, you get a headache. I so don't know interesting. why. So yeah. it could be that the THC yep. is actually being absorbed through the vaginal tissues because it's a vascular bed down there. Yeah. Um, you don't probably don't think of that when you're in bed, but anyway, you know, something else, if you get the munchies, Carmen, oh, you don't use it. So does your mother get the munchies after with using hers? Does she she uses it at night, at the THC night. at night yeah. and CBD during the day. I would be getting up in the middle of the night eating. Okay. Cause I do that anyway. Really? <laughs> Sometimes I do. I'm hungry. I get up and, and eat. But anyway, I want to say something that happens at perimenopause. Mm-hmm. And since we're focusing on that is that a lot of women complain about getting uh, a little thicker on the middle. And so I had a patient the other day in my office, and she was way thicker around the middle than I was, I just want to say. But she said to me, I said that I was actually going to change my ways. I'd, I'd been eating a little bit too much, and I'd mm-hmm. gained weight recently. I don't know why I was talking about me. She was coming to see me. But anyway, and her stomach was kind of big. And then she said to me, well, yeah, you have an outfit on that looks like you're you know, trying to hide your, at your additional weight. I'm like, thanks a Who lot. Who would say I that? Know. <laughs> Are you serious? I Especially one woman to another? No. I know, exactly. No, anyway. That's a faux pas. So, but nonetheless, we have to worry about the midsection because that's exactly where it goes, especially as we approach midlife. Now, none of us are anywhere near that. You gave up your age already, but nonetheless. <laughs> um, so this is a common thing that occurs during perimenopause and menopause. And I'm horrified by these patients. Actually, I'm horrified by myself that these women would say to me, I would, you know, suggest a particular diet. And, you know, typically 
you know, I, I eat a healthy diet and I stick with high protein and low carb and, and no sugar. And, but you know what, sometimes you, you get off and you're like, um, you know, whatever's going on in your life, you eat a box of Oreos and then you need a jug of milk after that. And then like dinner for three weeks in a row was M&Ms here out of the machine, you know, on Sunday night. So it's bad. And it just leads to weight, especially as we age. Well, there is a condition called sarcopenia, and it's the age-associated loss of skeletal muscle. And it is a major concern in aging populations. That's us. And it has been associated with metabolic impairment, cardiovascular disease factors, physical disability, and mortality. And the thing is, is basically... Our muscles are, we're, we're losing muscle mass at a rapid pace. Can you give us some of that, some of that cannabinoid oil for our vaginas? No. <laughs> this is getting depressing. Um, but the thing is, so it's the battle of the bulge, and that is related to sarcopenia. And when women tell me that they eat, oh, they're like, I eat a really healthy diet, no sugar and everything. And I wasn't believing them, but they probably were because, but what's the cure? Do you know what the cure is for sarcopenia? Any, no. Any Pump it up, baby. What do you mean? Um, lifting oh, weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the way women stay lean. So when I did some research for this subject today, what did I do? I had two, like, I don't even know if they're two pound weights or three pound or one mm-hmm. pound or five, but I put them together <laughs> and I started lifting. That's awesome. Yeah. Though. You know what? You just got to start somewhere. You just start slow. And, you know, I, I exercise outside. I'm not typically an indoor exerciser, mm-hmm. but so I, I was very. Um, concerned about this sarcopenia. And I realize this happens to a lot of women. Now, did you experience that in your perimenopause, Anne? Well, so again, sarcopenia being... Love handles. Yeah, well, well most definitely. I, as I was saying, I think it started when I turned 30. Honestly, my metabolism just took a dive. And ever since then, and then I had a baby, you know, later, um, 37. So I think after that, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, and, definitely so. And and a lot of women will say menopause, you know, I, I gained the weight yep. uh, during the years leading up to menopause, mm-hmm. the perimenopause. And so mm-hmm. those are the love handles. And that can affect like 85% of women don't want their stomachs touched during sex, mm. uh, according to research that I have reviewed in the past. But sometimes guys just kill female desire, right? Yeah. W- wouldn't you say? And they don't even realize it. It's supposed to be bed shaking, you know, neighbor waking. Like, <laughs> I'm sure. They'll throw you like, over your shoulder, over their shoulder. And... You got it. Yeah. Um, you know, but oftentimes, especially women are mm. more sexually active before, um, you know, during the first part of the, of the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to anyway talk about some of the ways that men turn women off to sex as opposed to making women want sex. I'm Maureen McGrath here with Carmen Cruz and Anne, the innocent bystander, and you're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath co-hosting with the indomitable Carmen Cruz from the world-famous Fox. Thanks so much Hello. for being here in the oh, studio. I'm, I'm pumped. I always love hanging out with you. Yeah, me too. We it's always, so great. have a good laugh. Want to go for dinner afterward because I haven't had any tonight. <laughs> I'm starving. If I'll be eating wine in included? the middle of the night. Yes. Really? I'll be eating in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'll be starving by morning. I haven't eaten anything since, like, before I went for a swim today in the ocean. What? Um, here? Yes, yes. What? I went for a swim in the ocean, and it was gorgeous. But it, I think I went at four, so I ate at about three fifteen. 
I haven't eaten since then. Are you fasting? No, I'm not. Are you kidding oh. me? I'm not a faster I type. But I, eat, I had a veggie burger and like grilled vegetables. You're always so healthy though. Oh, anyway, it's boring. But don't worry. When things go downhill, I'm into the Oreos. And Double stuffed. Uh, no, I like the single stuff myself. Oh, girl, yeah. you got to live a little. I know. I can't really. I can't really let my hair down. <laughs> okay. And Anne's in the studio too. She's staying here because she's having so much fun. <laughs> um, so now we're going to talk about this whole idea about... Um, men killing women's sexual desire, aside from being a stoner, because that might kill a woman's sexual desire. It's like, you know, really unmotivated. You're not really, Mm -hmm. you know, some women are like that. I mean, not me. (laughs) You know how I love the the pot smoking guys. Anyway. (laughs) Do you? I know. I I just don't want to have the particular slant on this program. Anyway, I want to be open-minded. Okay. All right. But here's a valuable message that all men need to hear about female sexual desire. Women are not interested. Are you listening, guys? Are you listening? I promise? Okay. Women are not interested in having sex with you when you are more interested in using sex to demonstrate your sexual prowess rather than cultivate intimacy. Oh, yeah. So a lot of men use sex to validate their masculinity. What do you 100%. think of that? 100%. Yeah. I think guys don't get that. I've had partners in the past who... It's like, oh, we haven't had sex in such and such amount of time. If my mom and dad are listening, I'm still virgin. She hasn't had sex yet. No, uh, but, you know, they're like, oh, well, it's been such and such amount of time and we haven't done it. And I'm like, it's like, it, it just makes you not want to do it. It's like, don't pressure me to do this. This is just, it just, nope, turns me right off. Exactly. And, you know, men have been socialized. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's men have been, it's not their fault, I should say. Um, it, they have been socialized. That being a good lover reinforces their masculinity in the same way a boy, you know, brags about uh, scoring sex for the first time, mm-hmm. for example, or scoring sex anytime because they're all high-fiving each other and calling us sluts at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and women aren't allowed to enjoy sex. But uh, there, are, there are so many things that guys do, uh, like... Like if a guy will blame a woman who has low sexual desire, and it's not just women who have low sexual desire in relationships, men do too. And I had, Mm. all the time, I was at an event the other day and a woman came up and she said, what's the reason if a guy doesn't want to have sex with you? And I said, you know, I didn't want to say the infidelity thing first. So Mm -hmm. I said, you know, depression, substance use, medication side effects, infidelity. She said, bingo, it's infidelity. Oh, you know, ouch. and it's so sad, but oftentimes, or, you know, they may not be allowed to express their sexuality in, um, in an appropriate way. But, you know, women are, can be unmotivated to improve sex, especially if she has forfeited her sexual competence to his blame game. Because often men will, you know, like you said, um, you know, they're, they're keeping score. They're counting, you know, it's, mm-hmm. been, it's been two hours since we last had sex. It's been and that's one a lot of pressure we, on a woman. It's a lot of pressure. It's tough because there's pressure on both sides. Like I can see, you know, I obviously see a woman's perspective, but then from the men's perspective, men face a lot of, a lot of stereotypes, pressure, stigma. It's, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. But pressuring someone to do something is never going to work. And, you know, men fear looking inadequate. And that's why they can pressure uh, somebody to have sex, the woman in their life to have sex. So they, yeah. You know, going back to that validation thing, 
um, you know, and, and especially, you know, sex is about power. Let's not, let's not forget. And so if you can, you're angry with your partner, for example, you know, you can, there's nothing that stops us women from jerking our man's leash mm-hmm. <laughs> by not responding, playing dead, turning him into a needy, desperate little boy that who is desperate to validate his sex, his, his masculinity really, and his sexuality. Uh, you know, when she isn't angry, uh, his little boy, that neediness is so such a turnoff, mm-hmm. right? Can, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And it's, has it ever happened to you? <laughs> uh. It's happened to all of us. But, you know, the pressure men put on women to increase their sexual desire renders him powerless. And I think that's the message that the guys have to understand about themselves and looking inward and saying, you know, what's this about for me? You know, Radical Candor. It's a great book. I can't think of the author. but Radical Candor. Being completely honest with mm-hmm. yourself. You know, be, for whatever, whatever it is. But, you know, it relates to many different things. It relates to organizations and, and, you know, but in desire and relationships. So what is the reason that you are, you know, pressuring or blaming or, you know, you have this imbalance of power in, in terms of sex in your relationship? And so it's, it's about talking about that and saying to your partner, Hey, I don't feel good about myself. I, I'm stressed. I, I need this because sex is men. When men are set, stressed, they need sex. Mm-hmm. When women are stressed, they need chocolate. Double stuffed Oreo cookies. Exactly. <laughs> Plus a gallon of milk. <laughs> Lactose free, please. With, with chocolate sauce on top of it. Um, and so, you know what? That It's it's about how we socialize men, uh, boys, Um when they're younger. And that's what I think is the biggest sadness of all of this. And so we can actually improve upon relationships if we are so much more honest um, with with ourselves. You know, that starts with, you know, looking looking inward, being open and honest. Absolutely. And- I think that and also trying to learn how to be intimate without having to be sexual. That's the thing. But men need to be sexual to be That's intimate. But they tough. don't get that message exactly. across. It's a conundrum. And yeah. I don't know, but maybe cannabis is going to help that across, maybe. Um, you know, uh, across Canada and hopefully will motivate women to improve their sexual desire because there are certainly so many things that can be done. And as we learned earlier from Anne, it's all about the vaginal oil with cannabis. I am Maureen McGrath here with Carmen Cruz and we're hosting together the Sunday Night Health Show. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath co-hosting the program with Carmen Cruz of the world-famous Fox. Thanks so much for staying here with me tonight, Carmen. Well, it's been great having you. Am I on? Oh, there we go. There we go. It's always a pleasure. Yes, and I really appreciate your being here. So up until now, we've been talking about uh, issues related to vaginal health, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to review that. I've had a number of emails come in about the product that uh, our, our guest, Anne, who's no longer in the studio here with us, what she was using and did it work Mm -hmm. and where can it be obtained? And, you know, why is it that uh, one gentleman wrote in, why is it that women have vaginal dryness? And another gentleman wrote, he's having such problems in his marriage and he's really looking for some solutions. So Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of review this a little bit uh, just so that we're clear. Mm -hmm. Um, Carmen, the name of the product that uh, Anne used. Right. So I Googled it. It's called, the line is called Miss Envy. So M-I-S-S space Envy. Uh, and it's called Sutra, as in like Kama Sutra, but it's just the word Sutra. 
Um, and it says the product is not available right now. They're pausing for legalization, so it should be ready soon. But it's just, uh, for me, like I'm interested in it too, but at the same time, 420 milligrams of THC in it, you don't know how it's going to affect you or your partner. And it's, and it's we tough. don't know if it's going to work for everybody. Right. That's the thing about it. So somebody asked, does this solution work? We don't know. We have no idea. In part because there are no clinical studies about cannabis oil or uh, cannabis oils with THC on a woman's vaginal tissues, which can be very sensitive. It's submucosal tissue. It can be very sensitive. A woman's pH needs to be in, in balance because bugs love alkaline. So if the pH becomes a little bit alkaline, then she's more prone to get an infection. She's uh, also like bacterial vaginosis, but she's also more at risk for uh, sexually transmitted infections as well because the, the vagina, the vaginal wall, the tissue can be thin and therefore the bugs pass through quickly. So the premenopausal vagina is typically acidic and that actually wards off some of the, uh, the, or the risk of infection. Mm-hmm. So whether somebody emailed in and asked, a couple of people actually emailed in to nursetalk at hotmail.com and asked, does this work? We don't know. It's like saying, does Tylenol work for you? It's like for some people, for it'll s- give you an allergic reaction. For some people, it does nothing. For some people, half right. a tab a tab of tablet is all you of Tylenol is all you need for exactly. a headache. Nothing it, is everyone 100%. is so different, so there, it's so hard to say. And I want to mention there are some other solutions, uh, personal moisturizers, which I mentioned, which are um, they're. And they're, they typically have vitamin E in them and hyaluronic acid, a combination of, of ingredients. It's non-hormonal. It can be purchased over the counter mm-hmm. at London Drugs. There's uh, one is called FEM, P-H-E-M-M-E. There's also some women need low-dose localized estrogen therapy. And mm-hmm. so it's a small amount of estrogen. And all of these, I will tell you, if you have a dry vagina and you're taking, and often women report, it takes longer to experience arousal, takes longer to experience orgasm. So once you moisturize the vagina again with either potentially the cannabis oil, the Miss Envy, or a personal moisturizer, or localized estrogen therapy in the form of a tablet or a cream or a ring, you your female sexual response likely will improve. Mm-hmm. So your vaginal health improves, and it's really important, and a lot of marriages suffer because of decreased estrogen receptors in the urogenital tract at perimenopause. And, you know, I feel so badly for people that, uh, you know, have these issues and don't understand them and don't know where to turn and, and also think that cannabis is the cure-all. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I really just don't think it's the cure-all for everything. I it's think like it's, saying uh, anything. Broccoli sprouts is a cure-all for everything. That's uh, right. It's actually not, but, you know, it can be beneficial. Um, I think, I mean, just try to look at it from a positive aspect, uh, though, you know, having sexual issues is always frustrating, but have fun experimenting with all the different options out there because there's so many. What a great idea. Yes. Now, for those who feel they want to try, the, if the personal moisturizer doesn't work and the cannabis doesn't work, they want to go and talk to their doctor about low-dose localized estrogen therapy. They'll need a prescription for that one. Otherwise, I guess you'll need a, a medical marijuana prescription, perhaps, potentially for the vaginal, for the Miss Envy. Do they know? Potentially. I have no idea. Well, they may, right? You may, that's a medical, you know, that is a medical treatment. Uh, it's a medical condition, mm-hmm. genitourinary syndrome of menopause, and it affects many, many marriages. And I can just tell by the number of emails that I got, people were hungry for more, you know, more of that information. I talk about it a lot on this show, Carmen, and I can't talk about it enough 
Um, and it's a very serious subject. Yeah. Have um, fun experimenting, though. I think that's a great yeah. message. It is with, you know with what? loops it and tubes. It doesn't have to be and, serious. It doesn't have to be frustrating. Take yeah. your time. It's not a race, right? This is true. We yeah. totally forgot to give out this um, <gasps> this. Oh, want speaking of orgasm this is this is i honestly it looks like the way the packaging alone looks like the rolls royce of vibrators <laughs> seriously is that rose gold it is <laughs> are you serious yes that is very it's impressive like, it's so heavy as well are you si- like it okay, is. i'm gonna it's, have to feel it up it's like the size like of the box baby. obviously this sounds horrible it's gigantic yeah. didn't you pick it up Here, no i haven't yet it. yeah it's gigantic oh my gosh but if you do want to win that you can give us a call the number to call is 1-877-399-9898 now can 1-877-399-9898. i enter 877-399-9898 well because you work here you actually are excluded from this um, but, you know, something else that will affect uh, arousal and orgasm in women and is another uh, condition that is associated with people as they age, and that is type 2 diabetes. And that's often referred to as adult onset diabetes, and it can lead to an imbalance in uh, vaginal health as well. Um, adults account for nearly 95% of all diagnosed cases of adult onset diabetes. And it's a chronic disease where high insulin resistance leads to high levels of sugar in your blood. The National Diabetes Information Clearinghouse reports that this disease is the leading cause of kidney failure, blindness, and lower limb amputations in the United States and Canada. It is also a major cause of stroke and heart disease and is the seventh leading cause of death in the United States. It's the most common form of diabetes and affects about about 3 million people here in Canada, wow. I think it is. And um, and typically about 8.3% of the population. There's This is a preventable health condition through diet, exercise, and pumping up, using the weight. See, weight, and that's the thing. A lot of women have a misconception that by doing weights, you're going to get bulky. No, you actually lean out. You just get toned. That's Which, exactly think of Halle Berry. Exactly. She's like all muscle, but she's super lean. And it only takes apparently, according to what I've read, four weeks to change your body. And so I, I actually measured today and I was 38, 24, 36. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true at all. I was like 40, 40, 40. <laughs> Whatever. Just, no. No. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But we're, you know what? Take your measurements, get on the scale and... In four weeks, you will uh, supposedly, if you do it, you know, two or three times a week, you don't even have to do it that much, mm-hmm. pump that is, um, you are, you know, will have a leaner build, yeah. a leaner body. And it's important um, to eat properly as well because diabetes occurs when the body fails to make or properly utilize insulin. And so a person's fat, liver, and muscle cells fail to adequately, adequately respond to insulin, and that leads to a lack of blood sugar in these cells, but a buildup of sugar in your blood. I use the term sugar just to you know make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's associated with advanced age, obesity, physical inactivity, race, ethnicity, and a family history of diabetes. But there, there are certain signs and symptoms. Fatigue. What woman doesn't feel fatigue? I'm tired right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have diabetes? All the time. Yeah. You, yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Hunger. There we go. I'm always hungry. Me too. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to the doctor. Never mind okay. dinner. We're Increased thirst. You should have seen the water bottle I had I just in earlier. this and I have another glass here. Exactly. And increased urination. Oh, my. Uh, literally, I go just, into the bathroom. <laughs> what? 
Good Lord. So we're going to check Freaking your blood sugar. We're going to check your blood sugar. And the way we do that, and I'm a nurse, a registered nurse, and so I could check your fasting blood glucose test. So in the morning, typically, if you haven't gotten up in the middle of the night to eat like I do, a hemoglobin A1C test, which is a HGA1C, and that is a three-month test of your blood sugar. It's a retrospective review of your blood sugar and the oral glucose tolerance test. The treatment is lifestyle changes. That's the best one. You must learn how to test and record your blood glucose levels, and you may you know, start with diet and exercise, get off the couch, recognize your fluctuations in your blood sugar and what's that, what that is related to. So you have to get a home self-testing kit and, you know, you have to make significant changes to your diet. No more double stuffs. Oh no, no, I haven't had those in a long time. I've been practicing actually keto. Okay. Yeah. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. That's great. Does that work for you? Uh, yeah, we just went off it briefly because we went to Europe and I'm like, am I not going to have a croissant in Europe? Obviously no, I am. Obviously. Uh, but I honestly, it, I really enjoyed it. I felt really. I felt like I could actually focus more brain-wise, wow. Wow. which I found interesting. I didn't expect that at all. And did you lose weight? Yeah, I lost about seven pounds. Oh, nice. Then what period of time? Uh, in the span of a month and a half. Oh, wow. Pretty yeah. good. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but if diet and exercise alone does not control your blood sugar, you may need to take medication to lower your blood sugar levels. And... Um, Different diabetes medications work differently. Sometimes people need to take insulin uh, for type 2 diabetes. It's not Mm -hmm. very common at all. But insulin is typically uh, given to type 1 or juvenile onset diabetes. So uh, you can prevent this condition. Uh, It's going to make your quality of life worse as you age, especially if you acquire this condition. And there's some risks associated with type 2 diabetes, including heart attack, stroke, Blindness, which is the worst. You can also get neuropathy in your feet, kidney disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, skin problems, sores and infections. So lots of things. So there's lots of different resources. Go to the American Diabetes Association, the Canadian Diabetes Association to learn more about blood sugar control. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thank you so much for being here with me and Carmen Cruz of the world famous Sea Fox. Thank you so much for co-hosting oh, the show always tonight. Fun, I love it. A great contributor. And Thank you. Did you learn anything? Um, so much. That's great. So many questions. I some of them answered. Some of them I'm I'm going to have to explore on my own and learn. Uh, and then I can talk to you about it after. Exploration is the Absolutely. key to happiness and pleasure. Absolutely. And the more we explore, the more fun it can be. You know, all week long, Carmen, I see patients in my clinical practice who have just devastating stories. They've been betrayed because of infidelity. They have low sexual desire for no known reason. Mm. They are uh, have issues in the, in the relationship in terms of uh, anger and um, being abused mm. and... They may have been sexually abused as a child. You know, it's a really, really, I have to say, you know, I've got to be full on during the week. And and I have so many people email me. They're desperate for solutions. And and so I, I see them. I see them in my practice. I... I see them, you know, as soon as possible too, because I know that it may take a long time for people to get the courage to actually get and seek treatment. I see patients on Skype around the globe. These issues are so common. We don't talk about them. We don't talk about them enough. And I really appreciate you coming on the air and, and talking about them with me. And, and Oh, it's great. We got a message. So yes, I'm going to let you read the message. I thought this was a really great question. Um, if so, w- this is with regards to that uh, lubricant that Anne was talking about that she uses. 
uh, that has THC. Uh, so a gentleman asked here, if I'm engaging in oral sex with a woman who has applied a vaginal lubricant that contains THC, can I get high? I think that is such a great question yeah. as well. And I, I'm going to venture a guess. Yes. Yeah, like why wouldn't you? Yeah, because it's submucosal tissue. Your your mouth and lips and tongue. You're ingesting it. Are set, you are basically, yeah. and and you it's unreliable dosing. You don't know how much you're ingesting it. And this is another reason I know, you know, people feel that there's been enough research about all these medical conditions. Who ever would have thought that this topic would have gone so low tonight down mm-hmm. to vaginal health and yeah. sexual arousal and, and orgasm. Who would have thought that's where I, I thought we were going in in such a completely different direction, sleep and anxiety and epilepsy. I thought that's what people were going to talk about or the, or the paranoia. That's what I, those were the messages that I got on, on Facebook. But I think to that, um, for sure. Now I did get some other messages that people were a little too shy to come on the show, but, um, and somebody said, um, my ex-husband became addicted to pot, probably still is. I believe one of the reasons I lost him was to do with his bad habit. Our sex life became not as important as him smoking a bunch of marijuana, sitting in front of his computer, playing video games naked all night long. No interest in me anymore in bed. I ventured outside of our relationship, actually. To this day, he has no idea. There is more to this story, however, I believe you can chat about this. Um, and... The smell, I still cannot stand the smell of it. It reminds me of him. He also killed his brain cells, hence been so stupid that I was getting sex from someone else. I really wish for children. When he left, he stated that if I can never actually find someone, he could give me some sperm. He ended up getting married in the past 10 years. They have not managed to have any kids. My guess is his crappy pot dead sperm that I did not require. Anyway, funny story to share. I'm doing much better now and I'm in a fabulous relationship. Another email. Hi, Maureen. Yes, I had a bad experience. I'd like to share. I don't want to be on the radio or my name, but about seven years ago, we were camping and a friend of mine made pot brownies. I ate one and I was sick for a week, vomiting, couldn't eat, lost a few LBs because I was dizzy. I will never do it again. Worst feeling in my life. That said, I won't be eating edibles either. Uh, You know, so... To everyone has a different experience mm-hmm. with this, and you know it's just trying to try to standardize things, try to standardize the dosing. I mean, would you be comfortable, Carmen, going out and just you know trying something for for any like, one of the medical conditions? I mean, I know yeah, that I mean, you look I at the struggle, THC for sure. I struggle with anxiety, which is why I've been just starting to check out CBD, mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to get you high, but for me, it's still. I feel like I'm a little bit uh, like loopy. You've um, got to wonder if it has THC in it. You don't know because it's not regulated. It hasn't been regulated to That's this point. That's the thing. And it's, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm experimenting. Mm-hmm. And uh, would I experiment with THC? Yes, maybe eventually. But it would have to be super like micro teeny tiny dosing and starting right. from there. And are you 100% know. comfortable ordering from a dispensary that are now all being closed and they're awaiting regulation? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm the type of person who will research something really thoroughly, whether it's a company or a product, before I commit to it. So that's probably what I would do. Yeah. And you're a germaphobe. I'm a germaphobe. Big time. part of the requirement of the job here. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's the, there's sterile technique being used. Now you're telling me, because you mentioned earlier that there have been traces of fecal matter found in marijuana. Good, sweet Not just traces. That explains why it smells so bad, at least to me. Could be. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, we've covered a lot of subjects on the program tonight, and I really appreciate you being here. It's been lovely to have you. Thank you. Anytime I can see you, it's fantastic. 
fantastic. Same. And uh, we uh, can hear you on the world-famous Seafox on the weekends. Yes, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., bright and early. Fantastic. And you always do a phenomenal job spinning all the Thank vinyl you. out there. And you're just a great sexpert. So. <laughs> Some gentlemen would beg to differ, but you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Wink. Some might call me a fraud. <laughs> wink, wink. No, not Bradley Cooper. Um, but you know, you know. Anyway, it's uh, these are these are important subjects, mm-hmm. and but they are taboo subjects. There's judgment placed on them from any, yeah. everything from cannabis to sex. And you know, thanks for helping me try to get the word out there, and you know, kind of destigmatize this a little bit and and uh, ensure that people are safe and healthy and and think just a little bit differently For about sure. it. You know, I'm not right. I'm not right about everything, just most things. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, that was a joke. It landed badly. <laughs> you didn't even laugh. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not right, you know, and that's the thing, it, you know, but I, I'm happy to explore. I'm mm-hmm. happy to look into it. I'm happy to check things out. And, you know, uh, because you don't want, so I've had patients come into my clinical practice. They were in their seventies, one couple that comes to mind and they had tried pot and they were wasted and they were, you know, it was just a nightmare for them mm-hmm. and they just hadn't expected that. But the THC levels from the sixties and seventies have changed dramatically to, you know, to today. So a lot of people, they want to enhance their sex lives mm-hmm. with cannabis. Us, you know, is that the first choice? There are some other things that uh, you can people can do. Being vulnerable, being open, you know, not pressuring someone for sex. I want to thank Andrew, who's always does a bang up job on the Sunday Thanks, night. Thanks, Andrew. Hell show. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Always great to have you. Uh, and um, yeah, so we'll have to do this again. This, is, I this would was love a lot to. of fun. I really appreciate fun. it. Yeah, so you can go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. You can follow me on Twitter at back the number two the bedroom. You can always email me, nursetalk at hotmail.com. You can text me, 604 449 8459. Remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. You know, we're all yeah. human, we all fail, we all fall. It's one of the greatest gifts, I think, is our human failures because it's our only opportunity to learn and to do it better the next time. And, you know, my tagline has always just been, just do it. After tonight's show, I think it's just do be it. Maybe. What do you think? <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen, sister. <laughs> we're going for dinner. I'm Maureen McGrath. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, have a wonderfully sexy week. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.